Hello again, I'm Mike Morin, and welcome to Reset, 40 is the New Happy, a podcast that celebrates people who left corporate America to build their own dreams. Today you'll meet Jason Martell and Mike Webb, founders of Francistown Village Foods, makers of frozen food entrees using many locally sourced ingredients and available at local supermarkets. And Jason, I'm going to start with you. Why did you leave your career in marketing to buy a country store in a small New Hampshire town? Um... Well, I, I did that for some years, about 10 or 15 years, and um, it, it just got to the point where I think uh, we were searching for a, a better quality of life, and um, we decided to kind of start over and uh, move back to New Hampshire and, and buy a general store and tend to slow down a little bit and, as I said, really kind of enjoy life more, focus more on the lifestyle more so than the, the career. Were you finding any perhaps less satisfaction in your career, and was that one of the motivations? Oh, I think so. Um, you know, it, it was. Um, I, I enjoyed it when I, while I was doing it, but I think I kind of got lost in, in, in the process. And uh, when I stood back and really kind of reevaluated what I was doing, um, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense for myself or for my wife, and we decided to uh, kind of start again. All right, so you buy this this uh, little country store in Francistown, kind of the nerve center of a, a small community. What did you know about food or food retail going into it? Well, I knew, I knew quite a bit about retail. Um, that's what my background is in. Um, so I knew quite a bit about that. As far as running a general store, um, really very little. Uh, it was a it was a pretty steep learning curve. Um, we 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 basically bought the store. Someone handed us the key and said, "Go at it." Uh, so you know there there was uh, there was some tense times. We we it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was a it was a huge learning curve, but it, it was enjoyable. All right. So how do you go from a local country store to making frozen entrees that can now be found at stores like Market Basket? Well, being a small store uh, in a very small small location. Um, as we were growing the business and learning more about our town, uh, people would come to us and request uh, meals that they could take home, you know, kind of ready-to-eat meals. And uh, because of our traffic flow, because of where we were, we, we really had to freeze it. We couldn't do everything fresh. And um, we kind of stumbled upon this when we started freezing meals. Our customers really enjoyed it. Um, towns around us, other stores wanted to carry our product. And so we kind of was kind of an organic process, and uh, it kind of it, it developed through our customer and, and, and what they were requesting from us. That's Jason Martell. He's the president of Francistown Village Foods. His vice president and partner in the business is Mike Webb. Now, Mike, you're a food professional. So why was partnering with Jason in this new venture, this untried venture, attractive to you? I, kind of back to the same reason Jason left uh, the corporate world. I needed to get some better quality of life. Uh, I had two kids at the time and working in a restaurant scene from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock in the morning, six days a week, uh, was becoming rather taxing. Um, so I was living in Francistown at the time and, and frankly just kind of walked up on the doorstep to ask if they had any any work. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do if I was going to go start a catering company or I had no, I had no idea. So I left my job and just kind of started working with Jason, and 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 we kind of came up with different ideas. We started making beef jerky for a while, and we started catering for a while, and then we started to gravitate towards this uh, this frozen food company. Um, and I think what was most appealing about it was the idea that we could take ingredients locally and as we grew and as we grew our distribution, we could we could 
also allow these other small producers to grow along with us. Um, in a restaurant setting, uh, you can, you're really kind of limited to your four walls. You can only bring in so many customers per day. In this idea, or in manufacturing in particular, um, the sky's the limit. You can go as, as far with it as you'd like, and, and, and I think that was really the most appealing part about it. You have a lot of different products and a nice variety of them. I understand that sometimes to perfect it, to get it where it's ready to be you know, sold for uh, consumption, could take years. Yeah, frankly, it's always a work in progress. I would say when, when we started out, uh, with the first round of products that we knew we were going to distribute, um, you know, we would be 60, 70 different test subjects into each individual item. Um, and then they've constantly evolved since then. So, yeah, it does. It takes years. And I, and I would say I have a, I have a good grasp on, on ma- making frozen food now, but there's still a lot to learn. Jason, all right, so you outgrow the Francistown space where you're, you're producing the frozen food products, and you move here to Milford where you have now dedicated space for that. Tell me about the first meeting with Shaw's to pitch them on putting your products in their frozen food case. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Shaw's was actually fairly early in the process. Um, we had already had a pretty good foothold um, locally through uh, a local distributor, Associated Grocers New England. And so we, we had some establishment within the area. Um, <clears throat> I had worked with Shaw's in the past in, in my in the corporate life. So I was very familiar with, with Shaw's and, and Star Market and Hannaford's companies like that. Uh, and, and quite frankly, we, we went to uh, walked in the door of one of the local Shaw's and talked to the store manager and went, look at this, try this. And um, there was maybe a five or ten minute meeting. Um, he called me back the next day, said, wow, the food's great. Come on back in. And uh, quite frankly, they didn't have anything else like us. Uh, so it was an entirely new subcategory within the frozen food industry. Um, the quality was outstanding, as well as the, the story and the business model behind the food. It's, it's the local. It's the handmade. So they had nothing to compare us to. And so it was a draw for them specifically that they could offer to their customer. So it was it was easier than you would imagine to to get in there. And it, 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 once they decided to carry our product, it took about a year to get into the stores. Um, but the decision to carry us uh, was very quick. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, when you took over the Village Store in Francistown, doing frozen foods full time was really not on your vision board. <laughs> Nowhere on the radar. That's not, a, that's not on anyone's radar. You know, no one wakes up in the morning and goes, I want to make frozen food. Um, it, it, it really, as I said, it was, it was really from the direction of our customers. It was listening to our customer. What did they want? And ultimately, this is the direction we went into. And as Mike said, um, running that store was a lot of fun. It, w- it was the heartbeat of the community. But ultimately, you're as big as that building. And I, I think myself, m- my wife, Jennifer, and, and Michael, we... It, it was building this model in this company is really uh, more exciting for us. It, it's it's hiring more people. It's working. It's working with you know local vendors, and and it, it, there's no end to what we can do, and we're not limited by that building. So you are now growing with well, last I heard, 15 employees. So Michael, how do you manage growth so that things don't get away from you to spiral out of control? Which I'm going to guess with some businesses is a huge temptation. 
Well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of jumping in with both feet first, uh, assessing the situation and how it's working as the the growth presents itself, um, and then kind of it's like it's like a shotgun effect, and then reeling back and reassessing the situation, and then and then taking it in small pieces. Frankly, we have built and we continue to build a strong team environment, um, and and and. I like the idea of leadership uh, coming from the top down. So there's never any job that I ask anyone to do that I won't do or don't do myself and in a way that I that I would expect to do it and, and in the expectation that I hold for myself. So I lead and we lead our team and, and we build that team environment and we we have a nice chain of command and I think that helps um, and in and, and, especially with a strong bit of communication um, from the top down. I think that's really the best way you can do it. Um, that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, so speaking from the top down, you and Jason are at the top. And basically a, a business, you know, the small, run by two people basically, and Jason's wife, it, it's almost like a marriage in some ways. So the inevitable disagreements will come up. How how do you turn those differences into into something positive? Well, you know, it just it's like the shotgun effect again. It always starts with a good screaming match, getting all the information out on the table, you know, walking away for a few minutes. And and I think one thing that the three of us all have that we have in common is we're logical. So once we get through the emotional part of a frustrating argument or anything like that, we can kind of reevaluate and reassess the situation, look at the logical pieces, and then come together in that manner. And frankly, no decision should ever be built unless it's built on logic because it's, it's the only true formula. Are you as logical as Michael is? Uh, more so. Um, <laughs> Our first argument of the podcast. <laughs> It'll continue. No, and, and Mike's correct. I mean, I think that the strongest suit that we have is Jennifer and I and Michael. We all have the same goal. Um, we have different views of how to get there, and we each draw from our strengths in our background to get there. And so we're constantly questioning each other, and we're keeping ourselves in line. We're, we're, we're not just all agreeing on the wrong thing and rushing forward. So we're constantly checks and balances. And it's a very cautious approach. It's the smart way to do it. Uh, I think we've made all the mistakes we possibly can. Uh, and we learn from those. You know, At least we try to. Um, but that really is our strongest suit is we, we come at it from three different directions, but we're all heading in the same, to the same point. And so we use our strengths from, from previous careers to, uh, to help to assist in that. All right, speaking of previous careers, final question is always the same to all my podcast subjects. Somebody's listening to this, thinking they want to start a business as an entrepreneur. Best advice you can give them is? Um, if, if you believe in what you're doing, um, I, I, I would do it. I would simply do it. Life is too short, you know. Um, take advantage of, of what you have and what's been given to you and, um, you know, kind of follow your dream, you know. It's you only go around once. And more, more than not, when I talk to people who have done this and have started their own business, regardless of their, their financial success, their personal success always greatly outpaces whatever you could do from a financial standpoint. Same question to you, Michael. Do you have a different take on, I mean, you, you basically went all in yourself on this. I, I sure did, um, and, and I did. I took a risk. I took a risk with, with my entire family behind me, too. So that was, uh, I, would, I would tell anybody to go for it. I would, my, don't get lost in the picture. 
the picturesque idea of a small business. Um, be ready to to see to see. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes um, that you have to be prepared for and um, perseverance because you're gonna get knocked down over and over and over again on multiple different levels and you have to keep pushing on. That's it. And that if and if you're willing to do that, do anything. And that's it. Good advice from both Jason Martell and Mike Webb of Francistown Village Foods, available at many, many stores in this area. They've got a little storefront as well in Milford for some of the products that maybe you would have found at the old Francistown Village store. I'm Mike Morin, and this is Podcast. Reset 40 is the new happy.